Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mack and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. with you until 8 o'clock. Take your calls at 312-332-3776. Eli in St. Charles, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eli? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good, man. What's going on? So I have a Eberflus hypothetical for you guys. So the defense has kind of been sneaky good the last Eberflus. five weeks. Yeah. I know they've I know they played some pretty poor competition, but if the Bears do end up 7-10 and 10 and the defense ends on a nice note, I think the Bears are going to bring him back. So I think even the most optimistic Bear fan would probably think seven wins was an attainable goal for this season. I know the start was really ugly, but I think there's a real chance if this defense keeps on its pace, they're going to bring him back. But I just want to hear your thoughts on that and if you guys have any opinions on that issue. Yeah, Eli, good call. And I totally agree with you. I, I think if the defense continues to play like they have in the last month, I, I think if they win a few games here at the end, like think about the last couple weeks. You know, the Vegas game, you, they, they win that football game. The Chargers game, they were never really in it. But against the Saints, they only give up 24 points, 13 points last week. The defense has played better the last month or so. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's the case, and in the next seven games, you find a way to win four of those games, yeah. I think Matt Eberflus will be back next season. I don't think it's... You have to win games. You can't just be in games. Because if you end the season, you're like, well, we were in games. That flew last year because you sold off all your defensive pieces. You didn't have any weapons for Justin Fields. You had one of the worst offensive lines in the league against the, if for, if, when passing the ball, not rushing, obviously. But Because right now, you've beat a team that had a fire sale at the deadline, a team that fired their GM and head coach after you beat them, and it, the worst team in the NFL. That's what's on your resume right now. Your wins. Like, yeah, they're all wins, but... Look at the wins, you know? So to me, a lot more has to happen, and it has to be four to five more wins before we start having the conversation. Uh, Because then you still have to look at how did you, like, okay, did you just win the last three games of the season against the craft teams, or did you find a way to beat one of these good defenses? Like, did you find a way to beat the Lions and the Vikings? Did you finally win a divisional game? Oh, I, I'd Matt Eberflus hasn't won a game against the division. <laughs> no, what happened he to taking the North and not giving it back? He's got to get two here, right? Like, doesn't he have to get this Minnesota game, and he has to get the Green Bay game to end the season? Yeah. You got to get two division games here. And mm-hmm. if you get those two games, Arizona and Atlanta are not good teams. So you could get four wins here at the end, and then it's going to come down to how do you play against Detroit and Cleveland? Yeah, because I think Cleveland's like, not going to have their starting quarterback. No, Deshaun Watson is going to have, have the, surgery. He's out for the rest of the they season. Still have the best defense in the NFL. They do. They're not going to have a quarterback who can kill you, though. It doesn't matter. And Detroit is a very good team. I have nothing to say that the I, I can't paint you a picture suggesting the Bears are going to win this Sunday. That's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Detroit is that good. I yeah. I'm starting to think that uh, the buyback of nine to back down to nine points. 
because it was up to like 10, 10 I and saw, a half. I saw eight earlier today. Oh, jump on that. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I hope I'm wrong. Prove me wrong, kids. I would love it if they prove, prove us me wrong. wrong. But this is like, there's been a few times where I'm like, they're going to get smoked. All right. Speaking of, uh, we're talking uh, Bears football. The Bears face off against the Detroit Lions this weekend. Wide receiver Jamison Williams. Roll Tide. For the Detroit Lions has um, caught the attention of many online, Abdallah. How has he done this? Yeah, so he posted a picture of his McDonald's double cheeseburger. And on this double cheeseburger was some Oreo McFlurry. He ordered a double cheeseburger. It looked like a lemonade. It's like a lemonade slushy, And a Oreo McFlurry. And he scooped like a spoonful of the McFlurry right onto on the, burger. the burger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and why so, don't we try that? Well, that's what we do here, Chris. All right. That's what we do. Hold on. I'll be right Here now. we go. Abdallah's going to go out in the other room. Uh, Sean ran to McDonald's. We, we made the order. We're going to try this. Jameson Williams has a McDonald's. Bring the food in and uh, unwrap it here. Don't unwrap it out there. No, there's a bag Make of fries it a bit. A, there's, a, there's a bag of fries and a bag of burgers. All right. And a whole thing mess of ketchup. All right. So right now. Let's see. I got to look at these because you guys got weird ones. Well, Here's they'll, a plain. They'll put, they'll put a ticket Here's on it. Plain. A plain cheeseburger. What's wrong with that? Here's a, who got a hamburger? That's mine. Kevin I'm and Sean. I'm intolerant. And we all got, got a cheeseburger. Right? All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to try. Jamie, so this is going online. This is viral everywhere. Yeah. Everyone has opinions on this. Ice cream Everyone has takes that he puts McFlurry on his burger. Yeah. And, and the picture is there, so we'll... Here, we got to make this. We got to make it. I'm going to put... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the McFlurry in between the cheese. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. All right, hold on. I'm just going to put it on the... Hold on, I got to mix this up a little Talking bit. to the mic. You're a radio professional. I got to mix this up a little bit. Jeez. Kevin, right. it's like it's the first time he's doing a radio show. All right. Talking to the mic. I'm not talking to the mic on purpose. All right, takes... Here you go. So now Abdallah is handing me here. I'll, I'll handle it. Thank well, you. I gotta really. give it to them too. I know. I I understand. <laughs> Kevin, you'd think that this is the first time we've done something on air. Here we go. I'm gonna put some McFlurry right there, slopped into the burger. Okay. All right. Make sure that's good. Right in there. All right. There's the McFlurry. That looks delicious. I'm gonna take a photo of this. Here we go. So we're going to try this. A cheeseburger with McFlurry slopped right in. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. I got the McFlurry. It's it's warm, so it's like it's going to melt here soon. All right. It's already dripping. All right. Here we go. All right. You're going to try it? Let me know how that tastes. This cheese is melted. It looks delicious. Here we go. I'm going to try it. That's not bad. It's oozing out. Look at it ooze out the back. I know. It's not bad. No, it's all right. It's got a little sweetness to it, and that's kind of it. I mean, otherwise, this is it. it's melting really badly. Uh-huh. Dripping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, essentially, this is just a, a burger in milk. Well, with Oreo. Yeah, it's kind of nasty. I mean, it's not nasty. Who dips a burger in milk? It tastes good. Well, you've got cheese on it. Yeah, no, I know. But look at my bread. My bread is soggy. Like I dipped it in milk. Like it's a cookie. You just have a burger with milk two ways. That's not bad. 
Right? Sean, what do you think there? Is that a not diesel? bad at oh. all? Okay, Kevin, who didn't want to try it, what do you think? I think it's really good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it's going pretty hard. All right. Kevin sold. This is Kevin's new meal, I think. I, I didn't mean, say that, but <laughs> this is what's disgusting is that it looks like I'm like it looks like my burger is lactating. Look at this. Look at the, the, the milk ooze out the back there. Yeah, it happens. It's still good though. And see, I'm not even a burger guy, and this is actually pretty good. Sean goes, can I get a McChicken? I go, that's not the sandwich. <laughs> McDonald's burgers are just not it for me. They're good, though. This right. is good. All right, not terrible. So, Jameson Williams. All right, Jameson. Good job. I'm he, not mad at this. He posted it online, and people went nuts for his uh, McFlurry on his burger. And so we wanted to try it. It's Bears Lions week. How else do you preview Bears and Lions in this? We'll just replay See, this on Sunday. People are people are too quick to judge. Way too quick to judge. Just because you see it and it looks gross doesn't mean it's going to be. I, I saw he also, this was a few months back, he posted what looked to be flaming Hot Cheetos covered in, like, you know, uh, nacho cheese and, yeah. like, taco meat. I would also try that. That sounds great. That does sound really good. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. Uh, Vincenzo in Lamont, you're on ESPN 1000 with Blocking Abdallah. What's up, Vincenzo? What's going on, boys? Hey, so I just wanted to touch base on the Bears. Um, I don't know if the previous caller said the Bears could potentially win a few more games, go 7-10. and 10. Um, We all know Eberflus is not the man that's going to take us to the Super Bowl yet win one. In my opinion, the best-case scenario for the Bears' outcome for the season is to lose out as like as best as you can. So like meaning Fields plays good, the offense does good, but we lose by three or four. Like be in the game but do not win the game because it's only gonna hurt our draft um draft status because you know, who knows if we draft a quarterback, but I definitely think we need to get bolster the O line or the D line and then we have to find a way to get Marvin Harrison. Um just kinda curious on your thoughts with that. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. All right, so you want the Bears to lose, but you want them to lose in a good fashion. Close, <laughs> right? Close you, you want it to be close, but you want to lose. I Okay, they can still get Marvin Harrison. You just draft him first. I think I think people are might be too quick to uh, judge drafting a wide receiver first, but if he's the best player in the draft, he's the best player in the draft, right? Yeah, I, uh, quarterbacks are so valuable, though. Okay, that... but you could you could be fifth. You could be top two. Who's to say they don't lose the next four games, right, against these good defenses? That Fields comes out and he's still got the same problems that he had before, where he's holding on to the football too long because these defenses know how to – like, the blueprint is there. Look at the Vikings game. Run, you know, set up fake blitzes, move guys around, confuse him, change the call at the line of scrimmage. Like, that's the way to beat Justin Fields is kind of get into his head. And that's what the, all these defenses are capable of doing it. The Lions, the Vikings already did it once, and the Browns are the best defense in the NFL. They can do it too. I know they don't have a quarterback. It Fields isn't playing against the quarterback. He's playing against the defense. And if they can only muster a field goal, they're not winning the football game. So you could still lose out. And you could be drafting first and second, or first and third, or first and fourth, or first and fifth. And then you end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and maybe Bo Nix. There's yeah, you not might, that much wrong with that. You, you could. You might. It, it is possible. I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, 
I just don't think it's likely that they would take wide receiver one. I don't think they would either. I'd ra- if that's what you're going to do, I would rather trade back to yeah. two or three to right. see what you can see if someone else wants. Yeah, let the two quarterbacks go. If you know that Fields is the guy, let the two quarterbacks go. Yeah. And then draft the wide receiver with your first pick, which will be three or four or wherever you move back. Tony and Wooddale, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tony? What's up, guys? Uh, first off, just want to say love you guys. I love how you guys mix comedy, music, and sports in your shows, and it's just fucking Thanks, perfect. Thank you. Appreciate Excuse it. Me. Yeah. But uh, second, that sounds like what you guys just tried, that milkshake and yeah. the burger. Sounds like... Charlie's milkshake from It's Always Sunny. Oh, boiled over hard, man. <laughs> boiled over hard. You betcha. <laughs> and that, uh, the walking taco with flaming hot meat and cheese, we had that offered at our cafeteria in high school, and it's awesome. So definitely try that one out. That's what people but, on Twitch said, that it's basically just a walking taco and that it's yeah, great. Those are great. Yeah. I'm with it's, you. it's fantastic. But lastly, what I called in for was I saw a video on YouTube before the season started with the Detroit Lions. All the guys were saying, oh, what team are you excited to play for most? And David Montgomery, he put up the Bears as like, all right, I left pretty sour, and I really want this revenge game. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts on, I mean, we have the best run defense in the league for ranks. What do you think that impact is going to be for David Montgomery playing against his old team, but our run defense trying to stand up to him? Yeah, it's going to be a tough test, and he had a good game last week against the Chargers. I will say this, the running back revenge game, like, listen, I get it that they find disrespect running backs do when teams don't want to extend them or or carry them with them for the future. The problem is running backs are essentially disposable. Mm -hmm. You can draft a running back each and every year, Funnel him through your system. When the next guy is up for contract, let him go into free agency. You don't sign him. You draft another quarterback. It's just how the position works. So if he thinks it's a revenge game, great. I'm not too worried about it. I think the Bears defense is going to be okay against the run, but I'm worried about the secondary against Amon Ron St. Brown and and Williams and, and the wide receiver core for the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, Montgomery left, but they didn't pay him that much. It's not like he signed, you know, a $20 million a year deal or anything like that. He got a few million a year, and that's fine. Good for him. And if he wants revenge, okay, cool. You're, you have the best offensive line in football, one of them. You have a top five offensive line. That's why you're good. That's why you're good this year. And guess what? Last year, you're the top rushing team in the NFL with an okay offensive line. They were great against the ru- they're great rushing, but bad when pass blocking. So, cool. Good for you. Awesome. This burger with the uh, McFlurry. Yeah. Not bad. I told you. Not bad. It's I just like I, I was dipping my burger in milk. That's you what have, it turned you, into. Have you ever gone to a place and got a burger and a milkshake? No. Well, no, no, no. I've just never dipped it into the milkshake. But you take a bite of the the, the burger, you wash it down with a little milkshake? You ever take your best gal to the, the sock hop and get yeah. a burger and a shake and get, a malt? Get a soda. You're listening to Black <laughs> and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.
ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Looking ahead at the uh, Bears in the Lions this upcoming weekend, Abdal, it's something we've been talking about here on the show tonight. And uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Obviously, the point spread is suggesting that that's going to be the case. And I also think that when you look at it, we don't expect... Like, here's the thing with Justin Fields. When healthy this season, he's been up and down. He hasn't been consistent. And I think that's where, against this tough defense that the Lions bring to the table, it's tough for me to imagine that he's just going to show up and be great in this big spot for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I know that people... Gave Chris Collinsworth a lot of crap when he came out and said that they're, you know, hopefully Fields will learn some things from Bajan while he's out there. I don't think he's completely wrong, right? Like, Justin Fields talked about it today. They asked him, could you learn anything from Tyson Bajan while you were sitting on the sideline, injured? And he said, I think really just looking at all quarterbacks, I feel like Tyson, of course, Tyson, quarterbacks around the league, quarterbacks in college, like, we all play the game differently, so... Uh, you know, things that Ty- Tyson did well, you know, I'm definitely going to try to you know, emulate that, of course, in my game. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're different quarterbacks. We, we don't do the same thing. So, um, but, of course, there's bits and pieces that we do do differently um, that he did well in the field. And, of course, I'm going to try to, you know, add that to my game for sure. Yeah, it's a great answer from Justin Fields. He, mm-hmm. he didn't get offended by the questioning. He kind of looked at the way that Collinsworth or perhaps uh, – some of us looked at it and like, yeah, there are elements of what Tyson Bajant was doing with the offense that mm-hmm. Justin could add to what he does. Like getting the ball two, out faster. Two different quarterbacks. Yeah, though, absolutely. And, and Justin's a more talented quarterback. So if he can get the ball out faster and, and play a little smarter brand of football because the turnovers, the bad sacks, uh, the fumbles, and stuff that can happen as a starting quarterback when you're trying to take that next step. If he can implement that, I think that's great. I also like it because Justin Fields is the type of guy that isn't just showing up expecting to be great. He's watching all kinds of football, college football quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the NFL, his teammates. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get better. I like that from well, Justin Fields. I think there's a difference between him saying that and like, you know, Luke Getze can say to him in meetings, everything and be like, hey, man, you got to get the ball out faster. You got to get the ball out faster. Count to four, get the ball. Out. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like four seconds, drop, get the ball out of there, right? So... To me, when you watch, when they're in the room after games, analyzing the tape from the game the previous day or the previous few days, whatever it is, and Fields can see that, oh, we're running the same system, but this is what it looks like when they mean get the ball out faster, right? He's seeing the system he's supposed to be running run by a different quarterback who's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now, Justin Fields has a better arm. He's got more athletic ability than Bajan does. He's got all that. That's why he was drafted where he was, and Bajan wasn't drafted, right? So, to me, like, there is something to be said about sitting in that tape room and watching the offense you're supposed to be running with a different quarterback and saying, okay, I can add that to my, I can do this. Like, this can happen. That's an easy fix. Get the ball out faster. Don't just don't have Tom Thayer yelling at you to throw it from, from the booth. <laughs> throw it! <laughs> you're sitting there for, for eight seconds trying to, you know, avoid a sack or whatever. Because the, the offensive line has been playing better. And this is the healthiest they've been in a long time. There was just yelling what we were all thinking. Yeah, he was us on our throw couches. It! Like, come on, man. And so I think that 
he can learn. And it's something that, yeah, it's going to be tough against a very good defense the next, you know, four games. But also, this is an opportunity for him to say, I learned and I got better while I was injured. And now this offense is going to look a lot different than it did the previous few games. Each week throughout the NFL season, we like to look around the league and look at the five best teams, the five worst teams. It's a segment we call Five Up, Five Down. Up and down. Five up. High five. Five down. Down low. Just low. Five up and five down with Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Five oh five downs brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Abdal, let's start at the top. Number five, I have the fifth best team in the NFL as the Detroit Lions at seven and two. Ooh. They beat the Chargers last week, forty-one to thirty-eight. We've been talking Detroit Lions football all week here on the show as we prep for that game on Sunday with the Bears. I have them as the fifth best team in the NFL. Uh, I have the 49ers at number five. They go out, they absolutely destroy the Jaguars. They have the number one offense. Um, The only reason I don't is because they've been in games where if you can get to Brock Purdy, that's where they're susceptible. So I don't think they're, they're higher than five for me right now. I put San Francisco as number four for me. They flexed their muscles last week on the road against Jacksonville, 34 to three. They are six and three on the season. Yes. They're the fourth best team. They have three losses. I get what you're saying about Purdy. You mentioned the offense of so the best offense in DVOA, number one overall. They're also the seventh best defense in yards per play. So their defense is top 10. Offense is the best. Purdy has some question marks, but they really flexed on Sunday on the road against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. a team that I think is pretty good as well. So I'm putting the 49ers at number four. I put the Lions at number four. They go into that shootout with the Chargers. Yeah, they go into that shootout with the Chargers. They end up winning uh, that game. They've got a better record than the uh, 49ers do by one game. So that's why I have them a little bit higher uh, because you have to win. You got to win games. Um, They're fourth in overall DVOA, and this is going to be the second best defense the Bears will face all season. Now, I'm guessing the next three teams, we are aligned on which three teams we will mention here. Mm -hmm. I think I have a good idea that we're going to probably go three for three in the order. Maybe. I'm going to give you Baltimore at number three. They're seven and three. They lose to Cleveland last week, 33 to 31. I do want to talk to you at length, though, about some of the numbers, advanced numbers on the Ravens, because they are playing some unbelievable football, even though they're seven and three. Yeah. Essentially, the fourth quarters of games is why we're not talking about this Ravens team as one of the all time teams through 10 weeks. And that is why, Chris, I have the Chiefs at number three. Whoa. OK. All right. I have the Chiefs at number three. They've got the third. But how about the, the Chiefs? What if I told you yeah. that Patrick Mahomes and the offense wouldn't be as good as the defense? They have the third best defense in the league. Their offense right now is sixth in the uh, according to DVOA. I just have them a little bit lower because I, I looked at that at the same article you did. And I dug into those Ravens numbers and I'm like, they're a better team than the Chiefs are right now. So I have the Ravens at number two. <laughs> Number two, I have Kansas City, 7-2. and two. They had the bye last week. They beat Miami two weeks ago, 21-14. You mentioned Mahomes in the offense. Mahomes, after that game against the Dolphins, said, my defense, the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs, they're the best in the NFL. No. If Mahomes <laughs> has the best defense in the NFL, 
I don't care that the offense is struggling to this point. They're going to win the Super Bowl I mean, again. I got them at number struggling two. Struggling is, uh, is a loose term for this offense because they're still top uh, six in the NFL. That's my point. Yeah. They're, they're and that good. We both have the same number one team then. Philadelphia, 8-1 off Dude. the bye last week, but they beat Dallas uh, two weeks ago, 28-23. to Philly's the best team in the NFL. They're ninth in overall DVOA. They have a 56% chance which is 23% higher than the next team to get the number one seed in the NFC this year. 56% chance already. The 49ers are 23% chance to get the number one seed. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the bottom. Number 28, I have Arizona at 2-8. and eight. I think Arizona with a healthy Kyler Murray is actually better than the, the team we're watching here locally, the Chicago Bears. They lost. Arizona? Yeah. They won at the end. Oh, they won at the end. That's right. That's right. They won at the With end. With Kyler Murray running yeah. all around like nah. he's little Mario. No, nah, it doesn't matter. The Bears are... Super Mario the, Brothers. The Bears are 28th for me right now. They have the 25th ranked offense. Moving on up. Uh, moving on up. I have the Bears at 29 okay. at 3 and 7. I have the Pats at uh, 29. When you, when you go to bench your quarterback for the final drive of the game, sorry, Belichick. This ain't it, Chief. I have the Patriots at 30. I have the Cardinals at 30. Okay, well, I, I see, I think a healthy Kyler is better than Mac Jones and potentially better than Justin Fields yeah. and the Bears. Not for me. Number 31, I have the Giants at 2-8. So yep, yep, Carolina 1-8. Yep, I just wrote down, ew. Five up, five down. Up and down. Five up. High five. Five down. Down low. Just low. Five up and five down with Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. And down. Five up, five down throughout the football seasons brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. It's Black and Abdallah coming up next. I want to ask Adam about those numbers we were talking about. The Baltimore Ravens. We have numbers that are crazy, suggesting that this is one of the all-time greatest teams through 10 weeks. We're not making it up. We'll tell you about it next. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. We have a couple of angles to come at this uh, Raven story with. Uh, first of all, going back to the summer, back in August, the Fat Jack who will join us tomorrow night at 7.15 right here on ESPN 1000. He was in studio with us, and he said the team that he's placing a future on to get to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl, his team in the summer that he was going to bet on, is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. We both, like, you know, throughout the year, we try and figure out, like, which way is Jack going to go. A couple of years ago, he gave us the, the exact team to get to the Super Bowl, the Rams, mm-hmm. the year that they won it. He gave us last year the Eagles. The Eagles went on a run, got to the Super Bowl. Uh, so he, he's been red hot with that the last couple of seasons. We tried to figure it out this summer, and the Ravens were one of the teams that we thought that he could be circling as a longer shot to get to the Super Bowl. So, so we've been we've had our antenna up on the Baltimore Ravens heading into the season, right? Jack told us, let's keep an eye on this team. What's going to go on? We also have another football friend, Aaron Schatz, who used to be at Football Outsiders. He's now at the uh, Fantasy Network. And Aaron Schatz is the godfather of DVOA. 
It's a stat we reference a lot. It's an efficiency stat for, for football. You know, if you're a baseball fan and you refer to war or BABIP or all these different stats that uh, seam heads like to talk about, it's a fancy stat for football, DVOA. Mm-hmm. So each week, Aaron Schatz, like he has for years, puts out his DVOA rankings and it matches uh, the team's efficiencies in offense, defense, special teams, and overall. And this week's column is about the Baltimore Ravens. So we were just talking about the Ravens. We have them each number three and number two in our five up. And so we, we think that they're very good. And we've seen it to this point, but they're seven and three. Okay, they're seven and three, but we think that they're very good. Yeah. Aaron Schatz this week wrote about the Ravens in his column and wrote about how good the Ravens are, even though they're seven and three. And what I mean by this is the Ravens have the highest rated seven and three DVOA since the inception of DVOA, which goes back in the database to 1981. In fact, they also have a higher DVOA DVOA than any eight and two team since 1981. So what does this mean? So when you look at the chart, here are the teams who have a higher DVOA through 10 weeks of an NFL schedule. You let me know if they're any, any good. Mm-hmm. The 2007 New England Patriots, at the time, they were 10-0. and 0. They go on that season to lose in the Super Bowl. Trash. The 1991 Washington, at the time, Redskins, they were 10-1. and 1. They were 10-0. and 0. They go on to win the Super Bowl in 1991. Mm-hmm. That was a good team. One of the all-time great teams. Mm-hmm. The 1998 Denver Broncos, at the time... 10-0, and 0, mm-hmm. they go on to win the Super Bowl in 1998. Also a good team. John Elway's last Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The 2018 Kansas City Chiefs, at the time, 9-1 and 1 as the record, they would lose in the conference championship game of that season, the 2018 Chiefs. Trash team. And then the only other team to have a higher DVOA through 10 games of a season than the current Baltimore Ravens, who are sitting here at 7-3. and three. The 1985 Chicago Bears, who were 10-0 and 0 and went on to win the Super Bowl. Never heard of them. So at this moment, if you're into advanced analytics and looking at the stats and breaking down football, the only teams to have a higher DVOA through 10 games are three Super Bowl winners... By far, an all-time great team in the Bears in 85. The 91 Washington football team, they they get a lot of conversation occasionally about being one of those all-time great teams that doesn't get the recognition as some other others. Those Broncos teams that went back-to-back, the Mahomes Chiefs, and Brady Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's it. No one else has a higher DVOA through 10 games than this Ravens team. What's crazy, too, about the Ravens this year is that through 10 games, they've spent the least amount of time trailing other than two teams ever, the 1984 Dolphins and the 1998 Broncos. They're 7-3, and in all three of those losses, at one point... They had over a 90% chance to win. So you always see like the win probability yeah. graph and like, you know, teams will go from 90% and then like, oh no, we screwed up. 
like the Bears did that against the Broncos where they were like, oh, you have an 85% chance to win, and then Fields decided to fumble the football into the end zone and then throw a pick six, and then they lost the game, right? So they've had a over 90% chance to win the game in the fourth quarter in all of those three games. In all three of those games, they've had a chance, but they've, you know, other teams have found ways to come back and, and win those games against the Ravens. And so... What does it mean? I mean, it means that they're a, they're a historically good team right now. At the moment. But they've had three epic collapses. Yeah. And is that something that they can fix with, you know, seven games left in the season? Or is that something that is going to bite them for the rest of the season? And they'll have three more of those because if you, you know, average it out, they would have three more for halfway through the season. And then it would get them in the playoffs. Um because now I think they have an easy, a bit of an easier time getting to the playoffs because the Browns aren't probably aren't going to be involved because of their quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson out. So it's something that they need. They obviously need to fix. Like why have they lost three? Like this team could easily be ten and zero. Easily, easily be ten and zero. And if they were ten and zero, we would be having the the Sports Center topics of is this the greatest team we've ever seen? Yeah. Because you know that that's what happens. The hype kind of builds throughout a season and people kind of figure it out. So yeah, you're right. What does it mean? Well, it does mean that if you're onto this information, maybe you start to lean into Ravens Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a team that can get to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, or you kind of try and pick the date that they're going to start to crumble and fall away from this pace that they're on through 10 weeks. There's no guarantee, but Lamar Jackson's been great this season. Yeah. He's cut down on the turnovers. He's made smart decisions. This defense is really good. Uh, I just think that it, it, it's something throughout a football season you kind of pay attention to. And it was a storyline that we we were aware of going in because Jack gave us the heads up on it, and we've kind of followed it to this point. Mm-hmm. And I would also say that the other thing that like I love about a football season is like, Watching the season mature, right? Like in college football, you and I always talk about how there's always a September favorite, a September Heisman winner, Colorado, and people go nuts. But like those who host national shows or host daily radio shows or, or putting out social content, like people don't understand, like you have a whole season to play. Mm-hmm. You whispered under your breath. Colorado was the perfect example of this. They're four and six. Yeah. They are likely to not make a bowl game. No, and four and six is fine. Yet Labor Day weekend, people were doing entire shows on Deion Sanders saving college football and how the buffs were going to go to the (laughs) college football playoff. And could Shadur Sanders win the Heisman? That was all at Labor Day. Yeah. The first weekend of college football. Were they exciting? Yes. Are they a good story? Yes. But come on, let's get real about this. You know, USC a month ago was a viable college football playoff contender. And then they played real teams and they look like crap. Alabama was going to lose four games. I mean, it, it happens every season in college yeah, football. And you and I, when we were hosting the college football show, we would always point it out. It's September. People go nuts for these early season games and they think that they have something there when really the talent level isn't the same at Colorado as it is in the rest of the Pac-12 and that Colorado has an upward climb as far as getting talent there and they're going to have a couple of years where maybe one day they will be a power. Sure. Yeah. I think Dion's done a great job there in year one. They've won more games than I think a lot of people thought that they would be. They were a one win team last Mm -hmm. year, though. Exactly. But here's the thing they were exciting for a month, and that was cool. For sure. And I love that. So 
I like watching these things develop. In, in the past, in the NFL, one of those things that would develop would be people would be out on the Patriots early, and then November would roll around, and that's when New England would play their best football. Absolutely. It seems like that is starting to kind of dissipate and go away. You know, like it seems like Belichick doesn't have that oh, same yeah. luster on yes. it anymore. But I would but say that was a thing yeah. back in the days. People would always doubt the Patriots in September and early October. Right. And then we get to November and December and the Patriots would be the best team in football. Look at the Chiefs. And the Look Chiefs at, are doing that now. They they are undestructible when it comes to November, December football. Yeah, I mean, look at the Chiefs lost that first game against the Lions, and it was like, I don't know, man. And then they struggled. Remember, they won 17-9 against the Jags, and people were like, I don't know, man. And then they beat the Bears 41 nothing. and they're like, oh, they're back. <laughs> so, like, teams can do that, and the Patriots did it for years. But you know what the difference is? The difference is that Belichick doesn't have – the great quarterback anymore when you have the great quarterback like Mahomes and listen Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback Lamar Jackson's easy top 10 quarterback easy top 10 top six or seven maybe top five ish Josh Allen's fallen a little bit so maybe that means Jackson's moved up into the top five he's certainly playing like it this year um but when you have that like yeah you can lose a few games. It's the it's not college football. It's the NFL. So the moral of the story is when you're with your buddies this weekend, uh, you can uh, surprise them with the, the factoid that there's only five teams in NFL history that have a higher DVOA through 10 weeks than the Baltimore Ravens right now through 10 weeks. And then the other one is there, there's only two teams that have trailed less amount of game time than this Ravens team. Mm -hmm. The Ravens have only trailed 28 minutes and 46 seconds. The Broncos in 98 were at 27 minutes and 7 seconds. And the Dolphins in 84 were at 14 minutes and 46 seconds. So there you go. The Ravens are really good, even though they're 7-3. and It's Blocking Abdallah. A little Zoo News coming up next? Oh, Oh, some Zoo News. All right. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Zipak and Sean Graney for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We'll return tomorrow night at 7. We'll have Bears Weekly for you. Joniak and Thera at 6 and Black and Abdallah at 7 right here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk to the Fat Jack. We'll talk to Chauncey. We'll get ready for a big-time football weekend uh, coming up. It'll be week 11 in the NFL. We'll also have a lot of college football to get to as well tomorrow. It's so sad that there are only two weeks left of the season. College football season goes by like that. Well, one week for you guys. That. Yeah. 
USC UCLA final game of the season for Why USC. Is that? I thought there's t- there's one more week after next week, Chris. Well, well, no, they they all their games are scheduled, Chris. So there's one more week. They'll play their final game. What about the final week of the season? USC before the championship play, games. So they'll play their final game of the season this upcoming weekend Wait. against U- UCLA. Did USC the big big time rival? purposely not schedule a game the last week of the season trying to use it as a buy because they thought they'd be in the Pac-12 championship game? Bingo. That's 100% what they did. Yeah, so USC, UCLA is this weekend. USC is then done. After this weekend. Rivalry week. Done. Next week, except for USC, UCLA. One of the all-time great rivalries in college football. (laughs) That's what it is. The battle for LA. It's great. Both teams wear their home unis. It's it looks wonderful on television. Yeah, it's a great yeah, it's great. Next in, in a week. <laughs> yeah. No, they're playing this weekend. I believe it's a two thirty, an afternoon game in Los Angeles. Like take, anyone's gonna care. In protest, you should record it and watch it next week. No. <laughs> no. I you, you wanna know what's ridiculous? Hmm. Uh Lincoln Riley on Trojans Live this week said Yeah. That USC would be 10-1 and one this season oh. if it weren't for three or four plays. Oh, yeah. If three or four plays would have gone differently, USC would be 10-1. and one Yeah. Per Lincoln Riley this Monday night on Trojans Live. That's what he said. Oh, okay. How'd that go over? I don't think it's going well. That's good. I don't think it's going well. Uh, do you have any Zoo News? Kind of. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. What do you have? I need permission to give a circus story as Zoo News. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. I mean, the animals, I assume, go back to a zoo at some point, right? No, they kind of stay with the circus. They don't just live on the train, the circus train? I think they just live on the circus train. What a sad existence. Exactly. It's worse than the zoo. Yeah, okay, since it's worse than the zoo, sure. All right. Worse than zoo news. Escaped circus lion captured after prowling the streets in Italy. A lion prowled the streets of an Italian seaside town for several hours Saturday after escaping from a local circus. After being sedated and captured, the lion posed no threat to the public, and his handler insisted uh, on Sunday. uh, Residents of the seaside town Ladispoli? Ladispoli? Where's it at? I don't know. Look it up. How do you spell it? my job. L-A-D-I-S-P-O-L-I. Ladispoli? Ladispoli? Ladispoli. Oh, yeah. Let's see. We're going to the Google Maps. This is exciting. Oh, it's just, no, it's uh, it's north of Rome. Okay, well, a north seaside of Rome, town so right north of Rome. North of Rome. Was terrorized by a, a lion for several hours before it was sedated. <laughs> because we know, Chris, animals, yes. they don't like the zoo. No, they want to get out. They sure as hell yeah. do not like the circus. No, they don't. They want to be out. Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out. The circus is overloaded. Yep. And so they, uh, everybody was happy, though. No one was injured. The lion was sedated and brought back to its horrible life in the circus. All right. So uh, just north of Rome. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lion that escaped the, the circus. Yeah, no they, one was injured except the lion. That's no, he sad. was sedated. That counts. Could, could be an injury. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. shot him up with drink darts. Yeah. Then they nap. drag the body. Think that to feels good for the lion. Back to wherever nap. it came. Took a little nap. No, that's not a nap. All right. So there's your zoo news. All right. That's what is new at the zoo.
sedated. Okay, there you, there you go. I want little to be, nap. I want to be sedated. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. <laughs> All right. Corey. <laughs> uh, speaking of Major League Baseball, shout I do want to give a shout out to uh, Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. Uh, tomorrow, very exciting since the Major League Baseball season still going on. And the Major League Baseball playoffs are still going on. And the World Series is still going on. Tomorrow, you will find out who the MVP is in the AL and the NL. Yes, yeah, Cy Youngs were handed out today. Congrats. You will find out tomorrow who the MVPs are. Corey, for handing out awards you know, when no Corey, one cares. You know, because the season's over. Corey, it's a regular season award. Why don't you hand these Corey, out during the playoffs? Corey. Well, isn't it nice during the fall classic to be like, here... Up at the dish, MVP in the American League, and then yeah. you can add to the storyline. Yeah. Corey. No, Rob Manford likes these after the fact. He also thinks the pitch clock's not fast enough. Corey. They want to take two more seconds off when men are on base. I saw that. That's awesome. Corey. Why not? Not fast enough. Well, the game worked. It was it was fast. Corey. All right. Those are about to be doubled up. Oh, geez. All right. So there you go. Congrats <laughs> to Rob Manford. Corey. It's Blocking Abdal here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So we'll look for that. The MVPs will be given out tomorrow in Major League Baseball. And Abdal is giving you a live update. The Bulls are now losing to the Magic 41-24. to uh, We'll give you the score. Five minutes, 15 seconds left in the second quarter in case the other station doesn't give you the score. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. It's Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.